Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you are listening to the show live archived or if you have downloaded the show from iTunes or from the Stitcher app. Thank you so much. Much love to you. Just a quick reminder, I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional coaching and training company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as a professional level. On this show, we have experts that come on the show and share a lot of great information and tips with you. So just wanted to let you know this show is intended to be for information purpose and thought-provoking. All the guests that come on the show are experts in their field, and you are welcome to contact them directly from the information I provide on the show page, or you can contact me by visiting my website at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's www. Dot yourlifenow.info. But before we bring on our guest for today, I just like to set my intention as always. My intention of hosting this show is to inspire you. I like to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. It's really all up to you. So all I ask of you on this show is to have an open mind and open heart. Take what is useful for you. And question everything. It's your life, so why don't you live it your way? We're going to take a short break, and we will bring on our guest for today. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thanks again for joining us. Whether you are listening to the show live or archive, I do appreciate each one of you. So just a quick reminder, the show will be archived the minute we go off the air. So it's available for you to download, to listen to it again right here on this link. Or you can also go to iTunes in the podcast section and also listen there or download it as well as the Stitcher app. So if you have the Stitcher app for your smartphone, you can listen to the show, all the episodes available right there on the Stitcher app. Our guest today is Marilyn Balantoni. Marilyn is a certified health coach. She was certified by the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. She has graduated from the prestigious Institute for Interactive Nutrition in New York City. 
Marilyn is the founder and the owner of Ruby Fruit Holistics. She is dedicated to serving her community with education and compassion. Her intention is to empower her clients to listen to their own bodies and make wholesome choices toward wellness. She teaches the power of intuitive eating and how to build a new relationship with food and one's own body. Marilyn is the author of From Short and Stout to Slim and Unstoppable, The Short Woman's Seven-Step Solution to Losing Weight and Winning Respect. Her book is scheduled to be released later this year. In the book, she teaches you how to appreciate the gift of your body, past, present, and future, and she provides you with straightforward steps to achieve the mindset and weight that propels you to achieve the dreams you put on hold for so long. Please help me welcome my friend and our guest, Marilyn Balantoni, to the show. Thank you so much for being here, Marilyn. Thank you so much for having me, Rhea. It's really a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. Well, the honor is mine. Thanks again. Um, you know, of course, you know, we are friends as well. And, uh, you know, going through the process of learning about you and your book, about the things that you're doing and the fantastic stuff that you do in the community. Um, so let's start by saying, was there anything else that you like our listeners to know about Marilyn that I did not mention? Well, I think you've pretty much covered it. I've been a health coach for a number of years now, and um, I I really love what I do, and um, I bring the passion for health into every area of my life, and that's why I do what I do, and um, that's why I'm very good at it, and I I enjoy seeing transformation both in myself and in other people, and that is a, a reward for me to be able to see people's lives unfold and for their dreams to be, you know, realized. You know, Marilyn, I love you how you how you started um, because I was going to actually come into my second question about your, you know, what inspires you. Because if if you had listened to the beginning of the show, you know, um, my intention of doing a show is really to inspire people to make some positive changes in their lives so they can live the life that they desire, the life that they want it, whether it's good health, good wealth, whatever it is that their goal is. But let me ask you, which is come to the point of the inspiration, what inspire you to become a health coach? Okay, uh, that's a great question. Um, but make it make it short <laughs> because we have tons of questions <laughs> for you. <laughs> okay, I will keep it short. Um Basically, when I turned 50 years old, I realized that I had spent most of my life on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And I basically was doing things um, because of what other people expected from me. And I wasn't really responding to what my own desires were. And I was just trying trying to meet other people's expectations. Mm -hmm. And I realized that this was not me, and I, I knew I needed to make a change. And I just started researching because I'm, I've always been um, interested in alternative health and, and holistic health. And um, I found the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and I was very excited about their program. I... I you know, I went to school there and uh, graduated, and I was 
health coaching even before I graduated there. So, um, you know, it really, it, it, it was so much a part of me, and it was, it was as if it was um, it, that health coaching was always there in me. Mm-hmm. And I needed to pull it. I needed to to pull it out. I need to have someone to help me to see that part of me that was always there. It's always beautiful to know what inspires people to do because, I mean, you know, I come from a different, you know, I mean, well, I mean, similar as far as, you know, what inspired me to become the person I am and what I do, you know, to help um, make a difference in people's life and whether in their business or their personal life, etc. But, you know, it was the same thing. It was already in me and I just like, you know, Obviously, when you when you put the intention out there and, you know, you have the right intention, everything kind of falls in place. I always tell people, and I'm sure you agree with that, don't worry about the how. You know, just follow what your intuition, what tell, you know, what you tell you, what your, your mind is telling you or your heart or your body leading you to, and then everything will fall in place, and surely everything is falling in place. And I just, for people who are listening, I had the pleasure of, of attending you know, uh, one of uh, um, Marilyn's uh, workshop, and honestly, she does give back to her community by teaching them, by, you know, I mean, it, it was really amazing just to see you in action, so that was really a blessing um, for me to, to see, you know, how people really, you know, um, they walk the walk and talk the talk, and you definitely that person, so I do appreciate you. Now, um, I know your book uh, scheduled to be released, you know, um, by end of this year, uh, we don't have a set date yet because, uh, you know, we will keep everybody um, informed and we're going to give them a link so they can get up-to-date information when the book comes out. But the book is, it, it, you know, like, let's, let's revisit what the title is. And I'm going to ask you why the title and why the book. Your book is The Short Women, I'm sorry, we're going to say from the beginning, From Short and Stopped to Slim and Unstoppable. The Short Woman's Seven Step Solutions to Losing Weight and Winning Respect. Okay, that's a great title, but there is so much behind what that title means, right? So we, we yeah. don't, you know, I mean, we're going to get into behind the cover because that's what the, what's going to say on, on the cover. But there is a lot more deeper things about what that book is about. And that's what we're going to try to share with the with our listener and hopefully get them excited to want to, you know, make sure they got notified when that book is out so they can grab their copy. But why is the book? And why is that topic? I mean, we know weight loss, it's a huge industry, um, a huge issue for many people, you know, from all sizes, from all backgrounds, whether it's men or women, you know, particularly women have struggled for many years um, to, you know, to, to fit in into that society of whatever the image is supposed to be. You know, you're supposed to be slim and skinny and all the crap that goes with, you know, uh, magazines showing, you know, how, you know, that's what everybody should look like and that's not true. So why is the book and, and what's the story behind the title? Well, Rhea, when when I was starting to formulate my ideas about this book, um, the first thing I did was I, I looked into myself, being that I'm only four ten and a quarter, and um, and I would say I'd, I've spent the last, say, 30 years of my life struggling with weight. Um, and I, I, I looked deeply into myself and, and you know, I, I wanted to look at my strengths. And I, and I asked myself, well, Marilyn, you know, what are you really good 
at? Like, what do you, what, what's your talent? What are you better at than just about anybody else you know? And, and, I, and I thought to myself, well, the one thing I'm really, really good at is being short. I've been mm-hmm. short my whole life, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, and yeah, so it, that's how it started to formulate. And I knew I had the book inside me. Um, but being an Aries and being passionate about so many things, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to write about. So um, I had so many health topics that I'm so passionate about. But then I realized, you know, if I look into myself, you know, what do I know intimately? And what I know intimately is the pain of being overweight, the emotional and the physical pain of being overweight. And I also know very intimately what it's like to be short in a tall person's world. And I said, you know, I can, this, this all is starting to come together now because it, it occurred to me that if you take the advice that people give, you know, you can, there's mm-hmm. so many books out there on weight loss, you know, that you'll never run out of them. Um, right. you, you, you take other people's advice and it's, it's, um, it's a lot of times it's very cookie cutter. Um, but really it applies to the average person. It doesn't, you know, it could apply to women, but it applies to the average woman. Well, when you're um, below five foot four, you're not the average woman. Um, you, you, your body's a little bit different. Your body has different needs because of your size. Your body moves differently. Um, you're, you, you have... Um, you have less body mass to move. Um, you exert less energy moving it than someone who's taller. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so many there's so many physical differences, but that's not the end of it. There's emotional differences as well and psychological differences because if you've grown up being shorter or you know below average in height, then you are seeing the world in a different way. And the world is seeing you differently. And this idea of perception plays a very important role in your ability to be healthy, your ability to have and maintain a normal and healthy weight. And um, so this whole idea of perception, whether it's physical, mm-hmm. emotional, or psychological perception, is is of the utmost importance and it there's there's very specific things that that short women need to address that um just don't pertain to taller people now when did you when did you realize or you know come to that conclusion that it's not one size fits all well um even before i had ever thought of the book um uh, when I was going to school at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, um, the the one thing that they talked about and reinforced in all of the students is the idea of bio-individuality. Um, mm. The founder, Joshua Rosenthal, he, he spoke of bio-individuality, that, everyone, that no matter you know, what you're talking about, whether it's diet, exercise, or any kind of likes or dislikes, that we are all unique. And this is even the, the case if you've got identical twins. Mm-hmm. There, 
everyone everyone is unique because it doesn't matter if you came from the same womb your experience of life in that womb was different from your twin you understand mm-hmm. so everything that we perceive every moment of our lives is unique to ourselves not just our genes and when you take all that into account, you need to address that bio-individuality. You can't just have a cookie-cutter mold and say, oh, if you try this diet, you'll lose weight and keep it off. Well, you know, it could be successful. Maybe it is. Maybe it, maybe it won't be. But you need to, to look at yourself and what you're made of and who you are and then take that into account as you choose a way of life, whether it's, it's a whether we're talking about sure. diet. Right. Yes. You okay. you need to take that into consideration. You know, it's, it's amazing. Then, you know. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, in order to be successful in whatever you're doing. Right. I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, the, you know, in, in the similarity to what we do, I mean, I always try to, to uh, um, bring people, to, you know, to their awareness that, you know, you got to ask a lot of questions and see how that applies to you. You know, as an individual, that's why we are called individual. Like you said, we're all unique in our own, you know, way. And when you find that uniqueness, when you find that you, you know, I think you will create what works for you better. And then, of course, when you have the right tools, and that's what the book is really uh, providing, it's, it's really some great tools and steps to really kind of follow and ask. And I want to just like go over some of the things that your book is going to cover, and we 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 want to try to cover as much as we can today on the show. And we will bring you back on the show again when the book is released. And and uh, I'm really excited for you about that because I think you know um, you're doing a great thing for 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 some of these women who have been you know overseen and and, and not really you know um, being addressed. So what is some of the, 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 you think, the social and emotional impact of, of being, you know, that short woman and, uh, you know, and being overweight? What, what do you think it's, it's like, you know, I mean, I, I sort of get an idea, but I just want to emphasize it more because I think people really need to understand the, the, the concept of what's really going on. You know, when we're talking about losing weight and you're kind of like an average size person, woman, let's say woman, let's stick with women here. Uh, because you really, the book is really addressing specifically short women that are overweight. But we're going to talk That's about, right. you know, the difference between an average woman and, and a short woman. So what it, what are some of the social and emotional um, uh, impact that you think, you know, of being short and overweight as a woman? Well, um, be, the being short and the being overweight, they are two separate issues, and both of them have an impact. Um, let me talk about the, the, the short part first. Um, mm-hmm. when, w- when I was thinking about, you know, being short and what, what is it like to be short, um, certainly there, there are advantages for a woman more so than for a man uh, to being short. So there are positives and there are some negatives. Um, now, the, the, some of the positives are, are you know, pretty obvious, like the the one thing that we always talk about as short women is that, you know, well, we're short, you know, we have a lot men, a lot more men out there that would be willing to date us because a lot of times men don't want to date a woman taller than themselves. So, you know, that's an advantage. Um, but even um, from a professional standpoint, mm-hmm. when when you're short, you are perceived differently 
than a taller person, you know, male or female, but um, certainly it affects women as well as men. And I think that um, when I was looking um, and doing research to see, you know, what kind of impact there is on women, it looked like so much of the research had to do with men and the impact that um, shortness has on men. And I'm like, well, you know, women are short too, and and I understand that there's less negative connotations, but there's there's got to be something out there and the the one thing that i that i did find was that um shorter women well this is actually for men and for women they they didn't distinguish in in this particular study but um it was a study done in 2004 by um a psychologist Timothy A Judge from University of Florida and um and oh and Daniel M Cable of the University of North Carolina and they found that for every inch of height that you have your salary is $789 per year more hmm. so so i mean this is this is huge when you think about over the course of uh you know of a lifetime this is a, a lot of money that uh taller men or women are making that shorter women aren't um, so, you oh, know, right, right there, you, you have to question, well, um, if shorter women are making less money, is it because they're in less prestigious jobs? Are they just not trying to get them or are people not hiring them for, for, um, higher level positions? You know, what, what's the answer? I, I can't exactly say what, I mean, I don't think there is a definitive answer to that, but what I do know is that it exists that shorter women are are going to find it more challenging to get the same type of positions that taller women get. And this does have an effect on your Mm -hmm. self-image. Now, if you go back and you look at, you know, know, why is this, you can go back and um, they, um, anthropologists have have said that um, in the early stages of, of, humanity when um you know an organization they uh they used height sort of as an index for power um and in making the fight or flight decisions so right. they ascribed leadership like qualities to tall people because they thought they would be better able to protect them and a lot of evolutionary psychologists believe that this is still that this pattern is still operating in our society today even though it is not necessary as it was you know thousands and thousands of years ago. So um, I think in general, people ascribe childlike qualities to adult people, especially to women. And when you do that, you know, you're going to be less likely to have um, the kind of jobs um, or the positions that um, give you, um, you know, a higher status. And so basically what yeah. you're saying in the, in the, in 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 summing, you know, like what you were talking about, really, I mean, first of all, if you're taking men and women, you know, uh, women still being a minority, they still get less paid, you know, job. But now you're taking an additional, you know, um, thing about being short and being overweight that now you're falling beyond, you know, below that, too. And and so it, it's really it's just a matter of a degree how much you know our society looking at us 
you know, that where we are and, and what they think we worth, you know, and that's such a shame that we base it on, on the physical appearance, you know, of what that person yeah. looks like, not on their qualification and their skills. I mean, you know, obviously there's still people out there who do, you know, um, take you for what you are worth, not what you, you know, look like. But, I mean, it's it's a very, very, very uh, competitive world that we live in when it comes to, you know, appearance and then your, you know, your success in, in, in a business. But let's dig in a little bit deeper in here as far as, you know, with a book and stuff like that. You say this really in one of, one of the things that you talk about in your book about learning how to reveal your true self. Why is this so important? Because you said, you said in the beginning um, of the show, you said, you said I, I was asking myself, what am I good at? What's the best thing that I'm good at? And you said, be in short. So that's right. who you really are. And that's who, you know, so if people don't expect, accept you for that, you know, then really that's, you know, I, I will always say like that's their problem, not yours. Because when they won't know who you really are, they, they get to love you. But why is it so important for us to love ourselves first? Why is it so important for us to really reveal that true self that we are? Uh, we we have a tendency to to go through life carrying an image of who we are. Mm-hmm. Right. And that that image was not solely created by ourselves. That image was uh was beginning to form from a very early age by the way other people responded to us, by things that other people said, by by different, you know, parts of our environment. We sort of grew into an image. But this image, and, th- and and it's who we believe ourselves to be, but this image is not really the true self that I'm talking about. The true self that I'm talking about is the self who we were long before we ever even verbalized. This was the self long before people began to criticize or put you in a category or, you know, um, or, or compliment you even. So, um, you know, this is, this is before you understand how to verbalize any kind of judgment of yourself or anybody else or anything else. This is who we are. And I think what, what happens is as we... Um, you know, develop and, you know, as children develop and they uh, begin to mature, they begin to take on a persona based on how other people have responded Mm -hmm. to them their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And this persona then becomes the true you. And if Mm -hmm. you've had, um, let's say, a traumatic experience as a child, whether it be someone making fun of you because of your weight, or it could be, you know, anything for that matter, um, this um, becomes an important part you. of yourself, right. yeah, and then right. and then you define yourself by that. You right. define yourself by these different incidences that occur to you, that 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 occur, you know, or that happen to you, and that is not who we are. That is who we end up becoming because we allow ourselves to become. Our, we we allow ourselves to become our wounds. We allow ourselves to become whatever other people say we are, but that's not who we are. And we have to 
own our true selves, which is the person we were before we were damaged, before, mm. you know, before we had to conform to society's rules. Mm. It doesn't mean that you, you know, don't go by the rules, but it just means that you need to go back. You need to go back in time and see who who you are, you truly who are, you are who right, you were before right. all of this happened. You, you know, know what we call um, him? I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I know, I mean, what you, what, no, what you're saying basically just goes back down to the things that we always talk about here on this show. It's our belief system. And those belief systems come from things that we inherited from our environment, school, or whatever, which mold who we are right now. So when you realize that's not who you are, you're not what your teacher had told you that you were not out to be somebody or whatever it is, or you're short and fat or whatever it is that you were hurt when you were a child, that's not who you are. And if you, you know, I mean, obviously, repetition makes things stick, right? And that's how Absolutely. habits created and that's how programs created. So I always m- try to mention, you know, here on the show that people really need to take it easy on themselves and realize, you know, take a look at how long you've been on, you know, on this earth and how long you've been alive. For as long as you've been alive, you've been using these programs that were embedded in your mind. So in order for you to reveal your true self, you really need to realize what those programs are not true. How so? And ask those questions. How so? Why is that? That's not who I am. And keep constantly questioning and getting rid of these programs by implementing a new program, a new thing to think about. This is who I am. Identify those things. And that's what I love about this book because it really addresses these things and I think it's very important. No matter what it is that you're trying to do in your life, whether you know you are short and, 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 and overweight or you are, you know, whatever it is that's going on in your life, you can change that by literally getting rid of some of these old programs and go back and reveal your true self. And I love that about you. So we're going to take a short break and when we come back, We will continue with the book and with our great guest, Marilyn Bellantoni. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned, please. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Are you ready to open the portal to that part of yourself that has weathered the ups and downs of being short in a world that overvalues tallness? If you are a short and stocky woman and been struggling to fit in a society that overvalue appearance, I have good news for you. A healthy weight awaits you when you ditch the weight loss program that just were not meant for your body type and take advantage of the short stature you were blessed with. Marilyn Balantoni presents From Short and Stout the slim and unstoppable the short woman seven step solution to losing weight and winning respect finally a book that addresses your special needs a book that teaches you to appreciate the gift of your body past present and future and provide you with a straightforward steps to achieve the mindset and the weight that propels you to achieve the dreams you put on hold for so long. For more information, please visit Marilyn's website at www.rubyfruitholistic.com. Again, that's www.rubyfruitholistic.com. Well, 
welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thanks again for joining us, whether you're listening live or archive. I do appreciate each one of you guys. I see a bunch of people in the uh, um, in in the studio trying to listen. I guess if you do have a question for myself or my guest, please press one, and we will connect you with the uh, um, with me or the guest and answer your question. Otherwise, enjoy the show, and uh, thanks again for being there. So, Marilyn, thank you again for being here, my friend. Well, a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much, Ria. It's really a pleasure to be here. Oh, uh, the pleasure is mine. And so we were talking about your book, and, and you know, in the, in this book you're really addressing, um, basically you're saying, you know, the seven steps that really going to give you the solution to um, basically, you know, address your body type, address what you need to do um, to really achieve the lifestyle and the goal of being the person that you want size-wise, right? So whatever you think is right for you, it is. That's the way I look at it. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, whenever somebody tells you you should be that size, you know. And you know what's really funny? I have to say something. This is about a beta woman. (laughs) I love having fun on this show. (laughs) So I have to bring this up. (laughs) How do you notice when you go shopping for clothes? If you try on a different uh, uh, brand, you'll be trying on different sizes? Well, I, well, <laughs> shopping I know, is always I a challenge for me. I get crazy. In my mind, I'm like, well, oh, my God, do I really wear this size? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> and then I go to a different size, a different, you know, uh, brand, and then I realize I'm wearing a different size again. And I think the industry really work, plays in our heads. You know, and, and it Definitely. makes you think differently. And if things coming up from, from you know, unfortunately, I don't want to be like, you know, saying like, but the things that are made overseas in a certain countries, and I'm not going to say who they are, you know, their standard of sizes, you know, uh, comparing to the American sizes are all like way off, right? So when manufacturer, right. manufacturer, you know, clothing in those countries, they are not realistic, Sizes. So for those who are listening, yeah. don't get so crazy about the size, okay? Because <laughs> I know, oh, like, wait, I, wait. like the other day I was in Banana Republic, well, you know, a few days ago, and I tried on two different skirts, and I'm telling you, two different skirts, two different sizes from the one store. I'm like, you know, it's always wild, but anyway, so it was made in a different places, basically. That's what it is. So let's not right, sweat right. the thing. So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, the, the, the transformation and, and, you know, I mean, you are a health coach. What are some of the things I know we have, I think, we, what do we have? We have about 10 minutes for you because um, we scheduled for 45 minutes today. So in, in not 10, 11, 12 minutes, whatever we have left, can you tell us a little bit more about some of the things that we really don't pay attention to to begin with as far as our day, everyday eating and everyday things? Well, so much of, of what we do is just habit, um, and some of it is, is even tradition. For example, you go out with some friends, you go out to dinner. It's a social event, um, and you are certainly paying uh, a lot of attention to the conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you're you're also – you know, paying a lot less attention to your food. When this happens, you are not um, regulating 
you know, how much you eat. Um, and this can be a problem if you're doing it on a regular basis. So, and it doesn't mean you shouldn't have conversation while you're eating, but you need to be able to eat mindfully you, um, mm-hmm. and pay attention and really enjoy your food as well mm-hmm. as the conversation. I agree. I um, agree. And that's, that's something that we don't, you know, a lot of times we're, you know, we're on our lunch break. We go and we, we shovel the food down our throats. You know, you, you hardly, you know, oh, yeah, it tastes good, great, and go back to work. That's, that's not how we were meant to eat. And we need to use all of our senses when we eat our food and when we begin to engage all of the senses we are then becoming mindful and when we are mindful we know when our bodies are full when we when they are not even full when they are satisfied right and then you know to stop so this is something that this is um, a cycle that needs to be broken if you're used to sitting in front of the tv and, and you know oh, and God, eating. that's the worst thing you can do you know, sitting in front of the computer. I mean, Lord knows everyone's trying to do, you know, two things at once, you know, because we are, you know, our lives are so full of exciting things that we have to try to fit our meal into another activity. But, you know, doing too much of that is, is very harmful to your health. So we so, need to I pay mean, definitely more attention. What you're saying, we really have to, you know, somehow create a muscle, which is like a habit, right, in in our head, mm-hmm. and be more conscious eater. I, I, I think, well, for me, I mean, I think we need to be conscious in everything we do. And and, and specifically, like, you know, when you're eating and how you're digesting your food, I mean, we, I, I have a ritual here in my home for as long as I can do that. You know, we have we all sit down at dinner at the same time. We all eat at dinner at the same time, you know, so we can all, you know, kind of focus on the food, you know, instead of like you come in this time and I fix your food and you eat in front of the TV or in front of the computer or in front of this or whatever. You know, the rest of the time I probably most likely I don't have control of. So my son is at school, my husband goes to work and, you know, I'm working, you know. But I think it's really what you're saying, and, and correct me is wrong, is really about habits. Like just recognizing what is it that you're doing and is it healthy? Is it healthy for you? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So if it's not yeah. healthy for you and you're not getting a result that you want, wouldn't it be time for you to question it and change it? I mean, I call it insanity, right? We do this, you know, we sabotage ourselves and then we all say, oh, my God, I'm a victim of my own doing, right? So, you know, and then right. we blame it on society and we blame it on this, we blame it on whatever, but we need to take control. And that's what you, you, you emphasize in your book about the transformation from the inside out. Can right. you elaborate a little bit on that? What do you mean? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's, it's a good thing to recognize that you have a, an unhealthy habit. But here's the problem. We can know, all of us know what the good foods are. We know what's mm-hmm. healthy for ourselves. We know what good habits are. We, you know, we, we haven't, you know, lived sheltered lives, most of us. We know what the right thing is to do, but it's one thing to know, and it's another thing to be able to put that into action mm-hmm. um, and, to, and then to sustain it. And the reason why that is so challenging for so many people is because they, they are trying to make these changes without looking inside and changing what's on the inside first. That is why in my book I make sure 
that the two mandatory things that you need to do is to get in touch with your true self and then elevate your image rise it to to what to you what your true self-worth is before you go and try to change all these habits and then make them stick they're right. not going to stick and you there's always going to be some form of self-sabotage that's going to happen if you don't do the internal changes first mm-hmm. right yeah because if you live it from the inside from the outside out and you basically, you know, again, you're going to get the results that everybody else expects of you, right? Not what you exactly. is just for you. So that's why the transformation has to be from the inside out. And that's why I always say you need to get involved in you. You need to be, be proactive right. in yourself. Not, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, one of the things, um, you know, of course, I mean, you know, you are a health coach. Um, you know, I, I, I am a coach and, and I can tell you one of the things that I like get on people about you got to take 100% responsibility for where you are right now first. But don't be, you know, don't be so harsh on yourself because, again, it took so many years to build that mold that you created, right? That mold right. that you had, you know, because we are a spiritual being living in, you know, a physical, uh, um, having a physical experience. So that physical experience, that body, that connection between your physical body and your mind and your spirit, you know, and your soul, it has to be there. Otherwise, yes. if you don't have that connection, you're going to fall victim to all whatever is the circumstances, whether it's in your health or your you know, your career, your life, you know, relationship, whatever it is that goes on, you got to get involved. I really think this is like, you know, it's so important. Now, you know, we're going to ask you one more question. We're going to wrap it up and see if you can suggest a few things before we get you off the air. Why, you know, there's so many different, like, um, uh, what do they call it, cleansing crap out there on the shelf in the grocery store, and people go through that, that the um the cleansing the colon cleanse and whatever cleanse and I mean I know it's very important to clear our gut and clear out all the toxins and I know you address it in 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 your book and it is really important you know to to get rid of that toxin but is it really necessary for us to be doing some of these whatever stuff that is out there or is there something that we can start doing with what we have right now to actually start getting rid of some of these toxins? Yes, absolutely. I love that question. Um, we we live in a toxic world. No one sure. will deny that. Um, and and no one will deny that there's, there's um, limitations to what you can do as far as your exposure to these toxins. However, mm-hmm. we do also have a lot of control. So, for example... Um, we we all use personal care products. Those personal care products have many carcinogens and um, hormone disruptors. So we need to look at the ingredients in our personal care products, not just our food. Yes, everyone, you know, many people know that you know uh, it's that genetically modified uh, organisms are in a lot of our food, and we and many of us do try to avoid that. And that's very important, but it's it's also what goes not just in our mouths but on our skin. Um, you know, these these are these are things that we have control of. 
um, water using water filters. Um, you know, th- th- we have a lot of a lot more control over our environment than than you than you think. Mm. And um, that's a start to try to avoid toxins whenever possible. But part of the problem is that no matter how much you try to avoid toxins, you're, there's always going to be a certain level of exposure, and there's going to be a certain level of accumulation of these toxins. And right. Our body, our body has a hierarchy for how it deals with the toxins, and once the toxins begin to build up over the course of years, um, our, the body stores these toxins in our fat cells. So here's what happens. Your body knows where, where these toxins are. It's in your fat cells. And... Um, while they're in your fat cells, as long as your fat cells are not stretched beyond repair, they're going to continue to hold on to the, those toxins. Your body does not want to release the fat because if it releases the fat, it will also release the toxins. So your body's going to be holding on to these toxins. So one of the things that I talk about in the book is how to um, eliminate the stored toxins in a safe way so that when you do finally start to um, lose weight, yes, toxins will be released, but your body will be prepared to eliminate them quickly and efficiently so that you don't make yourself sick and so that your body won't go back into the fat storage mode to protect yourself from the, the continued onslaught of toxins. That's interesting. That's so true. Thank you for for clarifying that. Because I mean, you know, obviously there is so much, you know, whether it's an internal toxin from the food that we digest, or external toxin that we inhale, or whatever it is, or like you said, you know, some of the cosmetic stuff that we use, or some of the products that we use, also, you know, get ingested in our body. So we have to know how to address these things. I, you know, you know what we can go for long time with some of the information that you can share here. So I really do appreciate you being here and for the book that you have um, written. And, and uh, you know, we're going to basically tell our listener again, you know, to be, um, I encourage you, encourage you, encourage you. The book will be released later on this year, but I encourage you to go to, uh, we will put a link there on the website. It will be available for you to put in your name and your email address so you'll be notified when that book is uh, available and hopefully it will be available before before Christmas so you can give it to that person in your life that will make a great gift for them because again the book is not a read book it's a it's a it's a book that you can actually take the information and put it into practice and learn a new way of doing things and that's why I appreciate about you know people like like my my friend Marilyn who actually you know doesn't think about you know all the stuff is out there commercially whatever she think about the person so when she wrote that book she had one person at a time in mind every person who had been dealing with the same problem you know specifically for for the purpose of of uh, of her book is short women who are overweight who have been struggling for the long time you know to 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 be fit you know, in in a proper way in a society that unfortunately is all about, you know, image, <laughs> and, you know, and so on and so forth. So um, any suggestion, any um, tip you want to leave our, um, our listener with, uh, Marilyn? Well, what, what I would say to any woman who wants to, um, who, who, who wants to lose weight, 
that um, not to think about the number on the scale because that is just a number, okay? Sure. What, what, what you want to do is you want to be able to embrace the person that you are, the beautiful person that you are, and appreciate that person because as because the, the way I look at it is if you love yourself, then you will love yourself into a healthy weight. And it is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. But with the right tools that I provide in my book, you will love yourself into a weight that is just right for you. Again, um, Marilyn's uh, website, could you repeat that for us? And uh, we'll, uh, we'll share it again on the show page. I'm sorry, what was that? Your website. Can you, can you repeat oh, your website yes. for our listeners, please? It is rubyfruitholistics.com. Okay, again, that's uh, www.rubyfruitholistics.com. Yes. And uh, we'll, we'll keep you up to date with all the information, and we will bring you back on the show, Marilyn, when the, when the book is out. And, uh, um, you know, it, you're doing amazing work, so I do thank you, and thanks for taking the time, and, and enjoy your day. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Rhea. It's been a, a real joy. Take care, my friend. Thank you. The pleasure you is mine. You too. Thank you so much, Rhea. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye now. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. Um, thank you for listening to your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Ria. We just uh, finished our episode today with an amazing guest, Marilyn Badantoni. And just wanted to remind you, the show will be archived the minute we go off the air now. And uh, you can listen to it anytime you want to. You can download it from this link here. You can go to iTunes in the podcast section. And uh, please support our podcast there as well. And the Stitcher app, we are there, you know, so for your smartphone, your mobile devices, the Stitcher app have all our episodes on there. So available for you to listen to them on the go. So again, Marilyn's website is www.rubyfruitholistics.com. Dot com. So anyway, and I just want to remind our listener again, you know, if you are um, someone who think it will be a great guest for our show and uh, would like to come in and share some information, if you have a book, you have a project that you're working on, we'd love to hear from you. So make sure you contact us at yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. And uh Visit us on on, on uh, Facebook and, and, and tweet about us and, and let us bring you what you want to hear. And until then, my friends, much love to you. All the best. Take care. Bye-bye.